Naomi awoke, and for one brief moment she thought she was back there, in the place. She heard her sister's voice calling through the years, Come back and find me. I'm twenty-five now. The water drips we once felt are gone, and the chariot has flown away. Naomi opened her eyes to find herself in her friend Diane's sunny guest room, curled with her husband, Jerome, in a bed once reserved for her alone during her rare visits. She breathed out in relief that the dream was over, but still felt the anxious echo of the call. I'm getting closer, she thought. This was why she was here in the city with Jerome. After almost a year of searching for her long-lost sister, their investigation had brought them here. Her nose twitched. She could smell fried ham and coffee. The room was filled with sunshine, and Jerome was next to her, the cap of his shoulder rising against the sheet. In a moment she would get up and make her way down the narrow stairs to eat breakfast with her friend. Diane served the ham with red-eye gravy and scrambled eggs flecked with chives. Naomi poured cream in her coffee. She knew Jerome was probably awake upstairs, but giving her these few minutes alone with Diane. She appreciated that. Diane drank her own coffee black, wincing at the taste. She looked at Naomi's cream like it might spite her. To be young she said. You never worried before, Naomi said cheerfully, adding sugar to her cup. Diane had aged in the last year. Silver laced her abundant red hair, and lines crossed her face. Her usual warm demeanor had quieted, and Naomi could see the loneliness in the slack skin under her jaw, and in her eyes. Staying long? Diane said hopefully. Probably not, Naomi responded, cutting into her ham and tucking a piece into her mouth. Thanks for letting Jerome come along. Of course, he's your husband. Diane said this mildly, but Naomi caught a whiff of disapproval. Disappointment with Naomi? The last time she had seen Diane was a year ago, at their wedding, right here in Diane's living room. Both Naomi and Jerome were thirty. It was their first serious, and for Naomi only, relationship. She let it go. There among the matching breakfast plates with flowers on the rims, the linen-colored cups, the cream pitcher. Outside, the birds were calling, and Naomi heard a crow silence them. She had been raised in the country and could identify a dozen birds by their sound. Yet she could not find her sister. Diane's hand reached for hers. You think she might be here? She said softly. We heard about some missing girls, Naomi said cautiously. One might be your sister? Diane knew that Naomi had escaped captivity as a child. For most of Naomi's life, her only early childhood memory had been running through a strawberry field at night, 
after escaping from a rotten trapdoor in the woods, deep in the Oregon farm valley. A group of migrants had found her and driven her to Opal, a small town an entire day away. Naomi had grown up there with a loving foster mother named Mrs. Cottle. She was nine when she was found, but no matter how hard she tried, she could remember nothing more of her past. Terror had wiped her memory clean. Naomi had grown up to become an investigator, dedicated to finding missing children. She thought she wanted to find children like herself, but the real truth was that she wanted to find the little sister she had left behind. Naomi shook her head. I don't think so. They're too young, but I wanted to check it out. They were dumped in the river here. Those who have been found, at least. Diane frowned, letting go of her hand. I hadn't heard about that. Naomi blinked at her plate. The Green River Killer murdered at least 75 women, dozens before anyone even noticed. Diane looked sympathetically at Naomi. She knew how hard it must be to stay inside the center of the storm. Were these prostitutes, too? Diane asked. Street kids. Does it matter? You know me, her friend said tartly. Of course it doesn't.